I know. I'm, I'm really interested to hear about the data from that. Like, somebody actually did hashtag giant balls. Can you believe it? And there were 400 people that were playing <laughs> under that snort. That's <laughs> two snorts. I'm going to keep a snort counter going on this Sorry. podcast. It's amazing. You're never going to yeah. come back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode number 150. Yay! Yay. That's half of 300. I did the math. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. How did we make it this far? (laughs) I don't know, but we are, we're old schooling it right now and we're in Ash's man cave. Wait, did we do that on purpose? Not really. Not really, but sort of. I mean, it was, Matt's about to move. (laughs) Yeah, all of my stuff is in a truck right now. He's moving back to New York. Yeah. So this was this was the most efficient way to, to pull this well, off. We should just lie and say that we're doing it the old way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if for those of you who have been listening from the beginning, this is where we recorded the first like maybe two or three episodes. Yeah. Don't go back and listen to episode one. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. Everybody does, and then they say it's fine. Yeah. yeah but for us, we it's always terrible. cringe. We're like, ew. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we're back in the in the smelly den, doing episode one fifty. And today's uh, special, we've got an interview, too. We've got Abby Happy from Respawn. Yes. So Abby came back. She was back uh, earlier in the year, right after E3 last year, to talk about uh, the release of Titanfall. And now she's back just to talk about some more Titanfall and some convention adventures. And uh, it was awesome, awesome, awesome to have her. So I think you guys will like that one. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Uh, Audible.com is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from in every genre. Thrillers, business, romance, comedy, sci-fi, and more. Audible titles play on iPhone, Kindle, Android, and more than 500 other devices for listening anytime, anywhere. And you guys can get a free audiobook, uh, on us, and it helps us out if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash rated na and it really does help us and we really do get super excited yeah, every yeah. time somebody signs up so it's awesome please if you uh, would like to listen to your books audibly go to audibletrial.com slash rated na and pick up a book do you have a suggestion today scott yeah i hear you um no no i what was i looking for i don't know i'm all messed up because i've been traveling yeah yeah we're all out of sorts this week we're gonna do uh we're gonna do nick offerman on the way up so oh, cool. oh awesome. it up. yeah we yeah. did Tina Fey last time, and it was really fun because it's like they read it, and it's fun, like it's kind of fun to yeah, yeah, voice, it's so. a little more entertaining. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever, I don't know if we ever mentioned Tina Fey because I think it's so known. But like for Bossy anyone that pants. for anyone that has never listened to any audiobooks, I think that Bossy Pants would be a great it yeah, is like she, entry into audiobooks. She's awesome. Like yeah. she really is <clears throat> awesome reading it, and and like hearing her inflection and her tones and some of the jokes is really cool because it's it's just written so well and it's it's a really good book. And I think seeing her. I think her book, I think, helped open sort of the floodgates for, like, Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. And then Mindy Kaling actually wrote a book as well about her pathway into... Oh, really? Yeah, into yeah. Uh, into television and film and everything. Yeah. So. We've been getting some uh, some tweets. People are going out to find Leviathan Wakes and stuff, so... Hell yeah. You're spreading the love. Sci-fi.com's coming I think, out. I think yeah. some of our listeners in Canada have been having a hard time getting a hold of the book. Oh, it's, really? It's actually sold out up there, so... Oh, oh wow. That's exciting. Not, and not in the whole country, James, but in places in Canada. Yeah. James S.A. Corey, Leviathan Wakes. The series is called The Expanse, and it's absolutely... I will plug this forever. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, 
fantastic book series. And what's really awesome is that this show will come out and it'll probably be great and you'll you yeah, will yeah. have been right the I'll whole time. I'll be ahead. Yeah. Be ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so uh, we talk about what we've been up to really yeah, Scott, that. what have you been up to? All right. Um before I forget, I yeah. don't think I ever had a chance to properly thank um winged lioness for uh <clears throat> she brought a Starbucks gift card. Yes. To, yeah. To the the, the nap and while uh, gifts are, are not uh, asked for or required. In they any are. Sense. If you come to the Nerd Appropriate uh, Pre-Packs Party, <laughs> bring you gifts. must bring gifts. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I cannot express enough how essential Starbucks is to my convention life. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to my life in general. And I, I just really appreciate uh, that you did that. So that was that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was Scott, there... we, can't, we can't describe how excited Scott was that the Starbucks was in our hotel. That was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I I don't get hangry, but something happens if I don't have oh, you coffee. Got a little hangry one day. So, anyways, I I just got back from Asheville. How was that? It was awesome. Is you this like is this the town that Ash owns? Yes, I, I own this town. Yeah. This but more there's... like I think it's actually spelled like Asheville. Yeah, there's a little yeah. e, e, an e stuck in there someplace. Um, so it was not nerd related. It was just that. Well, it ended up being sort of. It was a. Um, just like a family thing that I did with my wife, and we met up with uh, with her niece and her husband, and just kind of like went around in the mountains. We went downtown, which is downtown Asheville is kind of crunchy, but it's cool. Yeah. It's got a lot of personality. Uh, we went to the Biltmore, went hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains, which was um, not wouldn't have been my first choice, but after I did it, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's nice to go up there, hike around. Yeah, that was really good, and uh, it just so happened that Moog Fest was going on yes. while I was there. Which, um, for anyone that doesn't know, Moog is a, a synthesizer uh, manufacturer, and they were really popular in the 70s with prog rock bands like Yes and Rush, and they're still making uh, Moog synthesizers today, and their headquarters, they're pretty much their only store in their warehouse, yeah. and their factory are in Asheville, right past, right outside of downtown. And so uh, downtown area was having a festival, um, so it was a little more livelier than normal. They do talks and panels, and I didn't actually go to the... It's like a big deal festival, too. Yeah, a lot of musicians. Yeah, yeah MIA cool. was there. Jael oh, yeah. Monet was there. Yeah. Um, but they shut down, like, the street, um, you know, over the weekend and set up a bunch of stuff. But I, I got to go into the Moog store and, like, just see it. And I got a shirt and a hat and stuff like that. And so I haven't really had a lot of opportunity to do a lot of gaming because I was traveling. But what I did play was Hitman Go, which I think is great. And yes. I, I played Hearthstone. Which is oh, great. God. Apparently, oh boy. Matt, Matt tells us he's addicted to it, so I'll let him yeah. talk about that. But it's dangerous business. Um, I'm really impressed with Hitman Go. Um, I think that uh, it's it's really a step in the right direction for mm-hmm. like what mobile games can and should be in terms of taking franchises and like actually making games that are intended for a tablet. I think they did a really good job. Yeah. With that. yeah. So yeah, Matt, it's pretty amazing. What's going on? Uh, moving has taken over my life. Yeah, uh, yeah, we aren't lying. Literally, all of my stuff is in a truck right now. <laughs> yeah, outside of my house. Um, it's been probably the smoothest move that we've ever done, and we've done a lot smooth of moves. Move. Smooth move, smooth move, that sucks. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's been a lot of my time. Um, I've been sneaking gaming in on the tablet, and the thing I am most addicted to is absolutely Hearthstone. After thinking, like, who gives a crap? I don't want to play a card game on the iPad. Like, it's going to be annoying, it's going to be, like, tons of micro- microtransactions and just be obnoxious, and it, and timed, and all all the dumb things that all these card games do to make their game harder to play. I think it's important to note that you and I, and I think you as well, like, we've all grew up playing traditional... We did, card games. Magic yeah. the Gathering, Ash played Magic the Gathering, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Matt and I played uh, Vampire the Masquerade, formerly known as Spellbinder. We played Spellfire, which is the D and D based game. Yeah, tons of we played. Scott and I and two other friends were like addicted to card games. Yeah, just pretty much bought and played whatever we could. I think I still have like over a thousand um, Vampire the Eternal Struggle. I packed all those boxes. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but Hearthstone is actually really good. I'm I'm very impressed by like. I haven't bought anything. I've yeah. actually managed to stay out of the microtransaction land, but I feel like they don't withhold stuff from you for not buying. Like it seems like you can play the game for absolutely free yeah. and enjoy yourself and really not be like, you know, forced into this position of like, well, if you want to get better to the point where I have a paladin deck that that uh I kind of just happened upon and i told ash the other day i was like it just sort of clicked you know sometimes when you're playing a game all of a sudden you're like oh i get this you know mechanic and the paladin deck just clicked with me and i've been like destroying with it i love it i'm playing the ranked games now with it i'm like at 21 or 20 i think nice which is like i think uh 10 to 12 wins something like that or maybe four eight to ten wins um and uh it's pretty tasteful the microtransactions yeah. they I'm, I'm pretty Have you sure... bought anything or no? Has anybody here bought anything? I spent three bucks. You spent After three you bucks? beat me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. I felt obligated. I'm like, I need to win. Yeah. But I think it's fair. You know, the way yeah. that it's set up is fair. And yeah. I think they're... they're but pay- the card packs, tell me if I'm wrong, do the card packs don't get better if you spend money, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same as like card packs. Them, right? You get two more. Packs. Yeah, you get two card packs. I think you get a total of ten cards. Yeah. And like one of them's guaranteed to be rarer. Rarer. That's so, cool. Yeah. And then you can unlock them while you play, or you can do the arena, which lets you, like, if you really chain win in the arena, you start unlocking, like, better things. First thing I unlocked was, like, a thing for Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and I was like, well, this yeah, is... Yeah, like a belt yeah, or something. I was like, great. Yeah. I'm not using that at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that and... Uh, that might be it, honestly. My Xbox One hasn't been gamed. I, oh, actually, since we recorded last, I played a bunch of Thief. Oh, um, cool. I don't know if I really have a review for it. My best review is probably, like, it's hard to make that game after Assassin's Creed has come out and still make it super interesting. Well, not even just Assassin's Creed. It's hard to make that game after Dishonored and Assassin's Creed have come out. Like, pretty much all the games that followed in the wake yeah. of Thief. The, now Thief is trying to come back again. But they did. Yeah. They just kind of made Thief again, which right. maybe would have been great if those other games never existed. But, like, yeah. if you don't have a great story like Dishonored had and you don't have... Uh, the mecha- like the the fighting mechanic and the free running of Assassin's Creed, it kind of just ends up being this like weird stealth game that is fun and it's entertaining and it's not a bad game by any means. It's just not at the level that like I think some of those other games hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Dishonored grabbed me immediately and the world was so amazing. Thief is a little, it's a little off and it feels a little unpolished, but. Otherwise, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's fun and, mm-hmm. and I'll definitely beat it. I'll, I'll play it till it's till I finish yeah. it. Yeah, prices right. Yeah. I got yeah I got it on sale but so Ash how about you? Uh, I was playing Hearthstone too. Uh, lots of fun trying out a couple different characters with that. That's awesome. I um been reading Patrick Week's book. I'm almost done with that. Um, the Masked yeah. Empire, which just came out uh, right when we went to PAX. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a chance to get through that, and that's awesome. It has me really excited for Dragon Age, uh, just because it's kind of delving into a lot of the. It's it's very. And this is going to sound like way too timely, but it's very Game of Thrones. It's very political. Ah. It's like a really dark political Orlesian story, um, you know, obviously set in the Dragon Age universe. But it's great. I'm loving that book a lot. Uh, and in terms of game playing, I finished uh, Infamous Second Son for the PS4. 
So I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago how I, I actually dusted off my PS4 to, to, play, <laughs> to play a game. And, dusted off your brand new PS4. Yeah, dusted off my brand new PS4 to play Infamous Second Son. And there's parts of that game I absolutely love, like running around in virtual Seattle is great. Um, some of the power sets are great. Um, the narrative was just like to me, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was yeah. just, it was. I I hate to be negative about something that obviously took a very long time to make and is incredibly beautiful and polished, but in terms of the, the story of Infamous Second Son, they didn't really try all that hard to create. I think a, a really likable lead protagonist. I felt like he was really... He just had a shtick, and his shtick was like... I thought he was supposed to be a bad guy. Well, it's not that he's a bad guy. He's just like this unruly... Kind of unruly youth. So he's not mm. he's not bad. He just likes to tag stuff all the time. Mm. So, like, you know, he'll, he'll go out and, like, spray paint and... And, like, you know, he doesn't care about rules or society or the government. <laughs> I don't need your rules, and I don't man. need your rules, yeah. And I was just like, well, maybe maybe it just, it's, maybe I'm too old and crotchety at this point for this character to ap- appeal to me. Uh, and then I thought, well, maybe I just played this fucking game wrong because you can take a dark path and be, like, a bad character. But I did mine, like, totally, you know, totally Paragon. So I did, like, this upstanding, you know, you, and it just didn't fit with his character. All your tags were real artsy. You no, know, they were. They were. <laughs> All my tags are like really pretty and like yeah, and you can you can tag bad stuff too. But maybe I should do that next time. But um, yeah, I, I felt like the game was it was a little short. Um, and you know, as soon as I finished it, I didn't really there was parts that I hadn't fully beaten, like places that I hadn't hundred percented. And I'm like, I have no desire to oh, go back. Yeah. Like I've unlocked all the powers I need to unlock. Don't do like the cleanup stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do the cleanup stuff. And a lot of the side missions were a little. Um, Unexciting. So, uh, unfortunately, I you know I I like the first two infamous games better than Second Son, and I really thought I was gonna like Second Son a whole lot. So that was kind of a, a slight disappointment. Let me ask you a quasi unrelated question. Yeah, because we had this discussion about something else. Mm-hmm. How does this game impact your excitement for Watch Dogs? Because before you had just finished yeah. playing, uh, I think Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and you're like, man, I don't know that I can play another open world game right yeah. now. Yeah, no, like, it's hard. Like, and the problem that I had with Infamous as well, and in relation to my excitement for Watch Dogs, is while there is this huge open world, there's a lot of it that you don't even care to see. It's oh, you like, played GTA Five. That's what yeah. I mean, that's that, that's yeah. the same. That's the same sort of thing. And like, you know, these these worlds are massive and. There's a lot of things to do, but at the same time, it's like, do we, in our real open world, yeah. how often do we just see every nook and fucking cranny? It gets to the point where you don't give a shit well, anymore. If you, if you yeah. put, like, a Mario coin in every nook and cranny, yeah, that's you can tell people to go get them all. That's like, true, that's, that's true. That's what happens. Because like, I just finished playing uh, Sleeping Dogs, uh, and I did 100% that game. Yeah. And so, like, it's really difficult to do that, like, co- Consecutively, yeah, 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 you know? so absolutely. I, I can understand how you were. Feeling. Yeah, uh, in terms of my excitement for Watch Dogs, I would say it is it is very low at this point. Um, yeah, uh, just because I, you know, to me, there has to be something really special about the open world itself mm-hmm. to really draw me in. Okay, uh, I think what would have made Infamous great was perhaps, um, and I know this is going to probably piss some people off, but some sort of multiplayer component. Yeah, being able to zip <clears throat> around the city with somebody else with with powers. I mean, th- maybe the problem is I had just played Saints Row Four. Yeah, oh yeah, and you know, and you can jump around the city does, and use superpowers constantly. Does in that, PS4 so. have any kind of like 
was there a second screen like kind of experience? Um, not that I'm aware of. There uh, may have been, but I, I didn't. Because I think that you might see something like that in Watch Dogs. Uh, yeah. You know, like like later yeah. later down yeah, the line. Yeah, they've already said that there will be. Yeah, but cool. I mean, without I think that's something that I would expect to see in Second Son being a next gen like open world kind of yeah. thing, like yeah. a map, a map or anything. I don't. Know, but yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into our uh, chat with Abby, and then when we come back. From our chat with Abby, we have a bunch of questions that you guys asked us that we are going to answer, so we're going to spill our secrets. The reverse Naquato. The reverse, reverse Naquato. Every 50, every 50 yeah. episodes. We, we actually weirdly did like a reverse Naquato lightning round with Abby Happy this time. Yeah, we did. It was really fun. It's fun. Yeah. There's some cool. funny, bizarre questions. Well, I'm going to go get some water while you guys go do this. Sure. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll catch you guys. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Abby Heppy, community manager for Respawn and now voice actor. Welcome back. Thanks. I it's very exciting. It was almost a year ago that I was here. That's so cool. It is. Yeah. It is. Like it's I was very I, it was in a very different position a year ago. It was. <laughs> I think you were probably equally exhausted. because uh, <laughs> a year ago, actually you had your voice had just returned last time you were on. Cause you that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, you just came back from E3, and you guys had just revealed Titanfall, and you were like barely able to speak, but you still came on, so thanks. Oh my god, we did so many interviews there. It was like back to back to back to back. I don't know that of those of us who were doing the interviews that any of us ever stopped talking. It's <laughs> incredible. Like we, I'm still recovering from PAX, by the way. I, I, I ended up getting the sickness when I was there, so hopefully when I briefly saw you, I didn't pass any... No, I'm, I'm fine. I think that I travel enough and I'm careful enough when I travel. I'm, I'm just somehow like superhuman. I, yeah. I'm, I'm cursing myself right now, but I have, I've not gotten sick at a convention in a very long time. That's awesome. I, I, I always like to think that I'm, <laughs> I'm like immune and then I go to these things and it kicks my ass because I work with, I work with teenagers all the time in my day job and they're filthy yeah, and they're 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 very filthy <laughs> and they're constantly like they don't listen to this right uh, <laughs> I, they probably do who knows um but <laughs> but they're constantly sneezing and coughing and i'm like oh I'm, I'm immune to whatever teenagers have but but let's be fair ash's diet turns to like constant streams oh, yeah. of rock star pop tarts it's like the worst possible diet yeah i i basically turn into like a seven-year-old at these conventions <laughs> and just eat nothing but total shit so it's, it's probably it's my very fault. hard to like keep up any healthy habits that you have on the road yeah i i remember last year at pax i, I might have been east i don't remember maybe i don't know but you were eating like raw ginseng right Ginger. Ginger, that's it right. It helps yeah. your throat. It helps you get your voice back. Does it really? I need to start investing in that. I was just because... eating raw ginseng that I got when I was in uh, Taipei like uh, a couple minutes ago. I love all that stuff. That's pretty... I don't know if it, any of it really works, but I like Sometimes it. Sometimes it is It is all in your head because I, I was saying on the, the last show that when I'm at a, a con, even if I'm sick, I'll have so much adrenaline and be so excited just to run around and see people that I'll I'll function okay, but then as soon as it's over, as soon as I get off the plane, I literally turn into a, like a puddle of disgustingness. So I don't know yeah. if it's the same way. I can sleep. I can sleep for like twenty four hours afterwards. <laughs> Me Hibernation. Too, absolutely. Yeah. So did you have a, a good PAX East? You were there obviously for respawn. And you were talking I had about the great PAX East. Yeah. Um, we had a bunch of our team out there. Uh, we did a panel. 
Um, we uh, hung out at our booth. We played against fans, and we had a bunch of cosplayers, which was kind of the coolest thing ever. Because I think you know, especially like a month after the game launches, to go to a convention and see people dressed as characters in the game, and there were some really, really impressive costumes. Uh, no titans, but a bunch of pilots <laughs> and like that. I it's it's the coolest feeling. And I know the the members of our team that were there were super excited to see that. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before uh, a big tall dad shows up with his kid strapped to his chest, like the like the pilot emerging from the Titan. So I want to see that so it, badly. It, oh, it'll happen. It's probably going to be a while, but yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. Give me nine I saw months some... and get the kid together. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm no. No, I saw I actually saw that Titanfall cosplay and it was pretty impressive. And I saw those pictures that you guys put up of the the parkour guys doing it as well, which was really yeah awesome. in London. That was so neat. That is really cool. Did you guys um, get a chance to see anything at PAX or were you too busy the whole time? Like any other games or anything that popped out to you? Um. Well, we did go around the show floor. I had to, I was when I was trying to find you. I was trying to get the uh, the PAX pack of Cars Against Humanity. Yeah, I've done a really good job of keeping up on everything they've released. Um. I did get to walk around and check out like uh, the Double Fine Cappy booth, and um, I just—I I mean, we tried to basically stop by all the booths on the floor. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff, but I didn't get a lot of time to like sit down and and play anything, so we kind of packed schedules. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you're when you're working. By the way, that that quest to find you on the show floor on Sunday afternoon was probably the most ridiculous thing ever. I guess. I was so I was so lost at that point. I was too. I had no idea where I was going. You just keep getting like sidetracked into different directions, and there's Absolutely. like one big it's one big floor. And I normally have good direction sense, but like I didn't even realize I was looking for something that wasn't even on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And it got very confusing. I should be way better at navigating cons by now. I know you think. Well, the thing about East that's so strange is it's all split up, and they have that sky bridge. So you cross the sky bridge, then I get lost. I don't know what side I'm on, and I just like I end up wandering like like a, a total weirdo for forever, just trying to find my way. But it's a good show. We had a good time. You see something awesome though, any direction that you go in. So it doesn't really matter. You can kind of just wander endlessly. And I just sort of mentally take notes or write them in my phone. Yeah, yeah. Stuff to look up later when I get home and I have time. So do you still enjoy conventions after going to so many? Is it still something that's exciting to you, or do you ever get totally burnt out on it? No, I love it, actually. Um, well, because I do a bunch of different ones. I mean, you have your shows like E3 that are very um, industry-centric, uh, that aren't really fans and community. Uh, PAX never gets tiring for me. The ones where, you, where you're actually interacting with people who are fans of your game and are really exciting, like really excited to just be there and say hi, and um, like that doesn't really get old. Cause yeah. I think so you could, I think you could get really jaded very quickly in this industry. Yeah, yeah. And, it's so nice to just go somewhere and experience the, the genuine enthusiasm of gamers. Uh, and I think that that's great because I think it just reminds everyone like, oh, yeah, this is this is why I do this. Indeed. I mean, it is really cool when you walk through like the indie mega booth and you see those those little development teams of like one and two people just so excited to show off their game. And, and then, you know, fans so excited to, to see those games. So I, I agree. Like I, I go to conventions not nearly as many as you do. But I go all the time, and I still I still get really excited to the point where like I look forward to it for weeks and weeks beforehand. So oh yeah, I mean yeah. they're still exhausting, and 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 I can you can feel it in your legs for like the next like so week. true, isn't it? It's the strangest. Oh it's like the nerd workout. Absolutely, More padding on floors needed. Yeah, absolutely. So when you guys were there, um, <laughs> you guys were doing respawn selfies. Can you tell us a little bit about that because it was hilarious. 
Um, oh, yeah, we were being totally silly. Uh, I, I think Vincent posted something to Twitter about, like, selfies were over, and we were just being silly. And so we just started a, an Instagram account and just started taking, like, just, you know, with people that we knew at booths, like, just selfies at packs. But then we found the app that lets you put cats on things. I did, anyway. Put lots of cats on people. Um, I saw that app. It was, <laughs> it was kind of amazing. It's pretty great. It, I, I, I'm a little bit hooked on it right now. <laughs> Very cool. So I, I do want to ask you, um, I, I was kind of watching. And selfies uh, are stupid. I just want, I mean, like, I, I have to point that out. It's totally dumb. But, but they're, they're funny, though. I mean, like, they're, they're stupid, but they're funny, you know. But when, when you guys, I, I do have to ask you this. When you, we had you on a year ago, right after E3. And then after that, you kind of went on this whirlwind tour uh, promoting and launching Titanfall. Can you name all the places you've actually been to? Do you even remember at this point, or is it all sort of yeah, like? Yeah, I could a, a probably, big... I could probably give them to you in order. <laughs> Seriously, let's do. It. I, I want to hear them. I want to hear them. On since E3, um, not counting because I take a bunch of smaller trips to like uh, EA and Microsoft, so that's San Francisco and Seattle. But um, I definitely it was like Germany, Las Vegas, Seattle. Um, Tokyo, London, Sydney, Australia. Um, I went to, I mean, I went to London like seven times. Maybe I'm not going to remember how many times. Uh, Paris. Um, I'm getting out of order. Germany. Um, I'm going, uh, Taipei, Hong Kong. I'm going to Chicago tomorrow and then to Singapore from there and then back to LA. Yeah, I, I, if I if I had enough time, I could probably do an order, but I don't want to just sit here while I just like get yeah. into my head for long periods of time. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of travel. It's sort of, but like you're in a place for like a day and you don't really see much. But I'm yeah. a really good guide of airports, uh, hotels, and convention centers. I'm pretty <laughs> much an expert. That's amazing. Are, are mo- is Very most bad. of this like press tours, or are they are you doing um, a lot of some, yeah, a lot of it's uh, press tours and and just promotional stuff. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So how how are how do you function after after going on a tour like that? Like do you do you have really any downtime now? And no, like, I go when, straight back to work usually the next really? day. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think great. I have my own time zone. That's yeah, it's unbelievable. Like when when you do have free time at all, like what are, what are you doing in your free time just for fun? I I saw um, that you finally watched Breaking Bad. I did. I finished that. That was uh, oh, that so was a good. long time coming. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I have I have shows that that's a nice thing is you can kind of usually keep up on stuff when you're traveling. Um, yeah. I like uh, I like to cook a lot. Really, and that's one thing that you don't really get to do when you're traveling all the time. Um, and I like to read, which you should have time to do, but you're usually so tired you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, that's my problem with reading right now. And reading I usually puts just me to sleep, out. so I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read this. Same here, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I like to hike and I like to do outdoorsy stuff. And actually, I mean, traveling would be a hobby if I had time to travel between my travel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's has to be one of the coolest perks of your job is the amount you've gotten to see and, and really gotten to do as a result of it. I mean, that's really that is the ultimate perk getting to see the world, you know. And yeah, it's kind of the ultimate tease, though, because like this is a place that I've always wanted to go to. Um, but the drive from the airport to the hotel was lovely. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. There's, a bit, there's, there's quite a bit of that. I mean, I usually try to do something that, that like in, like I will wake up at any hour just to be able to like go find somewhere, say I did something in that place, which, yeah. um, is, is totally worth it to me. Yeah. 
let, let's shift gears a little bit. And I, I mentioned uh, right before we started recording that I thought it was really cool that you your a voice and your character model is actually in Titanfall as well. How did how did that come about? Was, were you guys just like goofing around or how did you actually end up <laughs> in the game? Because you voice Sarah and like I just said, you are one of the models as well. Oh, yeah. Well, when I first started, they, I mean, a bunch of people um, got, like, uh, their faces scanned uh, for use in the game. You didn't know where it was going to end up, like, what it was going to be. Um, But then uh, the voice said, so funny, I get so many questions about this, and it's sort of like, for me, it's such a secondary part of what I do here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that too. Um, But, no, it was just, it was really natural. I... um, I basically was just filling in when we didn't have a cast or like a final script yeah, yeah. Um, just so that you could, you know, temp stuff in the game and see what it, you know, sounded like. And it just stuck. So that was really cool. I mean, I could not be more excited about it. It's really still a bit surreal hearing myself. Absolutely. Um, well, and, I, I'm not and, just saying and for this. my friends and family and people who I, I'm sure it totally weirds out. Well, it was strange. I mean, I think... Um... It was uh, one of the shows when I first got to play Titanfall. I noticed that you were the character model. I was like, Abby, is that you? You're like, yeah. I was like, that's that is just really super cool. And, and in terms of the voice work, I'm not just saying this, but we have like a lot of voice people on the show, and you did like a stellar job. Like your your voice work is is really really well done. You you don't have any background in acting really at all, do you? Uh, well, yeah, I do. Do you? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't not like professionally. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I started I started in theater when I was five. Okay. Um, and and kept with it through, I, probably the end of high school. Um, like more of a focus in like Shakespeare and classics and like Ibsen and Chekhov and stuff. See, this is uh, not something that I was aware of. That is super cool. And yeah, but and then I, I mostly got into like then I got really into theater tech and I did a lot of like uh, rigging lights and soundboards and mm-hmm. um, like I would be up at all hours soldering cables and mm-hmm. wires like i love that aspect of it so uh yeah i was kind of a, I was definitely a theater nerd growing up that is super cool that is really cool so are you are you perhaps thinking of doing more in the future is that something you might like want to when you're not insanely busy do you think you might want to do more more voice work um i don't know i mean this one was just such a, a natural fit it's not really something that i'm pursuing it's just yeah. like for me it was like that was really cool that that happened and yeah yeah i have this whole other job that requires an awful lot of my time yeah absolutely <laughs> well i mean it's definitely something to consider i mean you did it you did a kick-ass job so i mean if you know you. you ever want to take a break and and do some voice stuff we're we're totally on board so you, you were awesome. just mentioning how insanely busy you are what's your your typical day like when you're not traveling for respawn what is your your day-to-day like because i know we've had a bunch of community managers on the show and they all kind of have different workloads so what is yours like um, I, it, it's, it sounds so unexciting because I spend most of my time, um, sitting at my computer answering things on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it can really vary. Um, it can be, you know, meetings, uh, just meeting people on the team and talking to them about upcoming stuff or yeah. ideas, um, you know, meeting with EA or Microsoft or, you know, whoever else that we're working with on something, mm-hmm. um, doing something like this. Uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> Thank it's you. like, I, I don't know. I think sometimes people have this idea of like what it's probably like at a game developer office. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot of, of sitting at a desk and looking at a computer and typing a lot. I, I mean, touched my keyboard once through this, through this interview, you'd hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I guess part of the, the hardest job that you have to do is, you know, you are you have to keep the community happy. Have you found, you know, have you found the the, the Titanfall community as being a pretty positive one thus far? I mean, are you? Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways. I think anytime that you're doing um, something that's multiplayer, yeah, um, there's just so many more factors that can, you know, that like just more requirements from the tech side uh, and more things that can go wrong in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of that, um, what's nice though is that the team here has really put a lot of thought into what we can do after launch to support the game. It makes my job so much easier when, you know, they're doing cool content, they're fixing things that are wrong, um, you know, because I'll submit stuff to QA and say like, hey, have you guys seen this before? Or, you know, like, hey, people are really mad about this one thing, like, you know, like the Gooser Challenge which is a good example of mm-hmm. that. Like, Let's update that. Um, you know, but a bunch of people on the team had already, you know, noticed that hearing feedback too and, and made an effort to get that swapped out. Yeah. yeah. Skills. Um, it's that kind of stuff. And it's um, it's being really willing to communicate with me about what's going on and, and what's changing. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we, we had one friend that was upset about the Gooser Challenge too. He was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to try. But I haven't even gotten that far because I haven't had as so much time to play as I'd like. Yeah, I hopped in with you briefly one day. I don't know if you if you even noticed, but I saw you on. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna get in." And you were kicking some serious ass. I was having a hard time keeping up. It was just like two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've had some practice. Yeah, um, yeah. It's tough though because you know, like the longer that you spend, you know, not playing, the more tricks everybody else learns. Absolutely. So no matter how much experience, you know, there's always someone that's going to just like wipe the floor with you once in a while totally happens yeah I, I loved during the panel which we'll talk about in a second when you guys were talking about the noob harvest it like that was probably one of the funniest moments that you guys were mentioning that when the game first launched you all went home and had like about two days where you were better than everyone else and then all of a sudden everybody caught up yeah like alpha and beta it was the same it was like all right we got you this is your shot yeah this is this is the only time where this will happen and then people you're, you're absolutely right people just got insanely good very very quickly i went back and started playing story again because i, I realized that lower ranked people were playing story and i'm like yeah at least i can feel confident <laughs> it was like the only way we were raising i was like oh this works oh, yeah, story we, mode we, we could fight in story mode it'll be fun so yeah we we backed out. We just got laughed at. We did. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's more of a, it's more of a snort, and it, it wasn't a. It's not like a full raucous laughter. <laughs> you can tease us. Uh, hey, we uh, all have our frustrating matches. It happens to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Sometimes you're just not on your game. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's embarrassing because I'm pretty sure my Xbox Live profile says like respawn entertainment. Like <laughs> I, ha- I think about it. Like there's probably some kid there who like. You know, the kid who, like, just checks, like, oh, I beat that person. And then they're yeah. like, oh, you work at the developer. You can't even play the game, you jerk. Yeah, absolutely. I think about that happening. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I swear to God, I'm usually really good at this. I, I, uh, I imagine with the with it being, like, an online, you know, multiplayer-type platform, you guys are just, like, reaping data in about what's happening in the games. Are you using that or are you doing that i guess is the first question and the second like are you using that to like inform decisions on what you do in the future like if you see like do you get like weird points that you're seeing happen a lot and you're like we need to fix that or is it yeah are you doing that you know what i mean yeah i mean and that's but that's something that it also you know my job factors into is like we do spend an awful lot of time um you know not just me but lots of people on the team Mm -hmm. looking at forums looking at responses online seeing what people are talking about complaining about um, watching videos that people post, it's super helpful. Yeah. It's like that's a really like, if somebody can't describe to you what's happening, like a video is just going to show you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, 
our, our network engineers are watching, you know, graphs that show, you know, servers around the world. So like even before somebody is telling me, uh, you know, like, hey, there's a server issue or whatever, we know. And, you know, we can yeah. communicate that out like, hey, Xbox Live is having issues, you know, hang tight. We'll, we'll update you as soon as we can. So, yeah. I mean, you really do generally have a very good sense. Like, I don't feel like we get caught off guard too much. But right. what you have to do from there, and this is one of the harder things to do, is um, especially when you're getting sort of feedback from all angles, is to sort of tell how, how widespread a problem is or mm. how big it is. You know, like how many users are affected by it, if it's um, sort of a um, something that's affecting a lot fewer people and maybe there's something else that we should prioritize, you know, um, fixing or taking care of before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it kind of gets complicated. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of features that people, you know, would want and you have to sort of go like, okay, well, if we're going to spend the time and manpower because that's it takes a lot. I mean, this team has not slowed down or stopped since the game came out. And that's really tough because you, you know it's not an easy development cycle and you get to the end and rather than saying like, okay, let's all go take a break. Um, it's like, okay, we have to plan out, you know, the next few months of what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be adding, how we keep people engaged with the game. And, uh, that's a, that's a really, that's a really daunting task when you're already tired from having just shit. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's not the nature of, it's not the nature of the beast where you're kind of like releasing and then you're like, oh, okay, now we can take a break. You know, there's nothing really it's to do right now. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's still like tons of people here who are working really hard to, you know, make sure that we're doing the amount of support, you know, as much as we can. Yeah. I know this is sort of like a generic question, but how big is the team now? Have, have you grown even since releasing or are you still kind of? Um, we haven't really. I think we're still under 100 people. Wow, that's, um, that's dev and QA and everything. So that's I mean, incredible. Ninety-five or something, yeah. That's unbelievable. That's really yeah. small. Yeah, so, it's, not, it's not big. I actually, I got a chance to see the panel at PAX, which was great, and you guys announced the new Expedition DLC. Um, what can you go ahead and just for our listeners who weren't there or maybe haven't checked it out online yet, can you kind of give a brief rundown of what this DLC is going to consist of and maybe some of the the new features you guys are are implementing pretty soon? Yeah, sure. So uh, the DLC um, is maps, and that includes war games, runoff, and swampland. And um, those are, you know, th- that's, so that's that's our paid update. But mm-hmm. the other thing that we were talking about, which is really cool, and we're going to have some details in the next couple weeks um, about, like, really going more into depth than all those maps and, and giving you, like, a great look at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... We also talked about like free support updates and and stuff that the the team is working on, and um, I'm going to try to remember all of this off of my head. Um, but one of the cool features that we talked about there was hashtag matchmaking, which is the that ability. sounded awesome by the way. But yeah, continue. Yeah, but it sounds great. Yeah, uh, Slothy Slothy does a great job of of explaining it because it's it's really his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd be able to say like, okay, so I'm interested in cats or nerd- <laughs> we'll, use, we'll use you guys this okay because everybody knows i'm interested in cats so um <laughs> you know you could say like hey if you're fans of the podcast like we're gonna be playing titanfall tonight from six to nine and you know just if you want to be matched up with other people who are fans of the show type in hashtag nerd appropriate and it'll match you up on on your team with other people who have used that so it's a tool for finding people that you might really enjoy playing with that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah. Plus, people that put in really terrible hashtags, like 
giant balls. They'll all be grouped together <laughs> and you won't have to worry about them, you know? Yeah, I mean, you kind of <laughs> wonder, like, you know, with the... Because, you know, there's going to be some some that are probably so unique you're never going to find another user with it, which probably, I right. realize and then move on. But, um, yeah, that's a, it's, I, I can only imagine what weird groups will form out of that. I know. I'm, I'm really interested to hear about the data from that. <laughs> like, somebody actually did hashtag giant balls. Can you believe it? <laughs> and there were 400 people that were playing <laughs> under that snort. That's <laughs> two snorts. I'm going to keep a snort counter going <laughs> in this Sorry. podcast. It's amazing. You're never going to yeah. come back on the show. <laughs> giant ball talk. I apologize. Um, yeah, but some of, the, some of the other stuff that's cool that's going to be coming out in the update, and again, free updates, um, because we can make you pay for this, but we're not going to. No, that's cool. Um, really cool. And I mean, you could, and, and it wouldn't be fair. I mean, I think these these yeah. are things that that are that are awesome and helpful for everyone. And it's really a range from like larger features, like you know, working on the private matchmaking stuff, to smaller things like renaming your custom loadouts. Yeah, um, I love or that having kind of stuff custom too. loadouts for game modes. Um, and then oh, we did talk about. Uh, Wingman, which is the two-person uh, per team Last Titan Standing, which yeah, is a really, cool. really strategic way to play. Um, that sounds really cool, actually, because I actually I'm a fan of Last Titan Standing, um, just because it always it always ends in a really dramatic way. So I think two two player Last Titan Standing would be a ton of fun. Yeah, it definitely makes you think of uh, of about like your tactics even yeah. more than when you're when you're with everyone else and it's good for you know communication plus sometimes there's this night where you only have that one friend on who's playing it's like why not yeah. do yeah. two-person mode absolutely you guys briefly i don't know if you're at if you're able to talk about this yet but you briefly mentioned at the panel that the possibility of uh some sort of titan customization might be coming one day is that something that you guys are still kind of thinking about yeah absolutely and um it's i don't have any details on it at the moment yeah um, but it's one of the, the things that's probably the most requested from the community. Um, what's cool, though, is, you know, we're going to keep as soon as, you know, as we know, you know, what's coming and what's rolling out. Um, we've been posting everything to Titanfall.com slash news. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, you know, the the last patch update we did, all the details on that. Um, there's a letter from our game director, Steve Bakuda, where he talks a little bit about what's next. Uh, some of the stuff that I'm talking about um, and some other details. And we try to keep that updated with cool stuff uh we'll have that's where we'll have some in-depth looks at the maps coming up and uh it's a nice way to communicate with with everyone that's cool well yeah actually the titan customization is one thing that when we were all sitting around like we just sit around and eat tacos and talk about video games like all the time so that was one of the things we we sat there talking about like it would be so cool just to be able to like you know have a a, i said we don't want like I'm not going to name the game, but some some games would implement like polka dot, you know, you're just like, no, <laughs> but uh, I love the idea of customization. I think it would be would be super cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think everybody wants to put their personal mark on their Titan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have some lightning round questions for you. And these oh are boy. these are I know these are kind of meant to be answered as quickly as possible. We can all do these. Matt, you want to do these, too? If, if you'd like. Let's do it. Let's do sure. We're going to do this as a group. So we'll, That's so enthusiastic. I know. He, he's really <laughs> excited when I ask questions. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So these are just answer as quickly as possible. First thing that pops into your head sort of questions. Okay. Are you going to go first? Is there any order to this? We should probably, uh, we should probably some, plan this. We plan the podcast rules. on the podcast. We'll do Abby first because she's the guest. Okay. And then we'll do Matt and then myself. Okay. All right. Uh, suck it, Matt. <laughs> You're so competitive. I love it. 
right. So here we go. Here's the lightning round questions. The first question is, what was the one game that made you look at video games differently forever? Uh, Team Fortress. Ooh, good answer. Uh, Matt? I got, I think, Metal Gear. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say an old game called Star Control. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but Star Control was great. All right, this one is going back to the past. What is the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater? Oh, my remember God. Seeing? Wow. You first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater. Wow. I know, it's a hard question. I really don't remember. Isn't that I... strange? Is it strange when you think about it? We can come back to you, so think about it. So, Matt? Um, I want to say it might have been one of the Muppets movies. Oh, nice. I, I guess it would have it would have been Take Manhattan because I don't Manhattan. think I was old enough for for the yeah. original Muppet movie in oh, theater. I'm gonna say. Um, oh, you remember yours? Good. I think so. I, I don't laugh. I think like that. I remember seeing in the theater, and this is I had to look up the date of it right now because it was like I have to remember something before then, but I really don't, and that's really sad. It's probably The Lion King. Wow, oh, right. no, that's a good one. That's a good one. I remember my mine was um, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Which, as uh, little, I was a little, little kid, but I remember there's like a scene with like brain leeches or something in that movie. Do you remember? Like the leeches crawl inside Chekhov's head. And yeah. I was like, I was like two, but I remember that scene and being absolutely mortified. Yeah, implanted in your brain. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first thing I, I told, remember seeing in theater. I've told the story, I, I think, on the we podcast. I didn't go to the movies a lot when I was a kid. No. I watched a lot at home. I used to make my parents, like, I basically made my parents rent. Star Wars and Indiana Jones until they bought them for me. Nice. Because <laughs> nice. it was like, what do you want every weekend? That, <laughs> that. Yeah. Nothing I used to, my brother's like seven years older than me, so he used to watch movies. We had HBO at the house, and he'd watch all like everything that was R-rated all the time. And I like vividly remember sneaking out to watch a movie with him one night while he was like babysitting. He's like, you shouldn't watch this movie. And I was like, I don't care. And it was that Deep Six movie, if you remember that. No, Deep Star the Six. Terrible. It was like an abyss ripoff, essentially, but was not. As hey, doesn't the guy get the bends and like explode inside the? So there's that scene, and then there's also <laughs> one where the guy like runs out of the. Um, he's running from like one room to another, and one of the other guys grabs an exploding spear and oh, hits yeah. him from the back, and his chest just like explodes out from the front. <laughs> and it like I could never for the rest of my life. That is like the most vivid movie memory I have. It's weird. Like, when it I, Only see. In... I remember doing that trick of like oh you're watching this so like this is the night that i plan on camping out in the living room so yes <laughs> you know and i think i think i remember telling my my step i knew the, i remember what the movie was it was terminator 2 oh and yeah and i sort of did the whole like oh I, i'm just gonna go to sleep i'm not even gonna watch this and like you know <laughs> bless their heart because when you're like older now you're like oh they just totally didn't care they was yeah. like i'll just let her think that she's getting away with something and I, I was like, I won't even I won't even face the TV. And I remember watching like half of it before I was daring enough to turn around through like the reflection in the glass <laughs> of the door uh, behind me, the like sliding glass uh-huh. door. Um, but yeah, it was like super important that I would be able to watch Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready for the next one? Sure. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of hard too. Have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? If so, yes. what Batman movie? and Robin. Really? Good for you. I'm proud of you for that one. That's a good choice. Like, 
that that's my best lightning round one. I'm yeah, sure it was, really, that that was, was, that that was a true light lightning round. Do you remember what? Bad. Do you remember what scene it was that you walked out? Other than the uh, whole damn movie? No, but I feel like I probably got about halfway through before I just you just couldn't. Was that the one with Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Oh boy. I started yeah. watching a bunch of them recently just because it was like, oh, maybe I'll just watch yeah. like every Batman film, and boy, not good. Yeah, then that is not a good movie. Batman Forever, Batman and Rod. There was a horrible, horrible period for those. And like, I love going to see action movies in the theater, but I, I couldn't do it. And I've walked out of movies since, but that one is the one that like clearly sticks in my mind. Is like no way. Yeah, that that was a terrible film. So that's a really good choice, Matt. Do you have your? Do you have one? No, I I know I have, but for yeah. the life of me, I can't can't remember what I've walked out of. I know we almost walked out of very recently, but what was that? Anchorman 2. Oh, yeah. We actually yeah, did almost yeah. walk out of that. I don't know. I heard the first half is very good, and then the second half... It, it just devolves. It just like, total keeps going. And then there's, like, on. no story, and it's, like, the jokes are, like, kind of forced, and it just gets worse as the movie goes on. And But some people loved it, yeah. which just made Oh, me well, yeah, all the 16-year-old stone kids around us were, like, freaking out about it the whole time. <laughs> Indeed. Well, mine. What about you? Some people might get pissed at me, but I, I walked out of Magnolia. <laughs> did did once, you really? I really did. I couldn't handle it. I'm Dude, not those a, are, that's a killer uh, movie. It's long. It's long and it's super huh. depressing. And I was just like, yeah. I, I, this is making me feel horrible inside. And I decided to laugh. I was like, I can't handle it. So, oh, I, so it's more of a like, like, this is just making me feel horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really, I don't go to the movies to like have my guts ripped out. I like to, yeah, I, I love action films and silly silly movies but sometimes heavy heavy dramas i just i i shy away from them it's what, it's pa- well, is that I mean, paul thomas sorry go ahead yeah so you watch like you know requiem for a dream and for yeah. you yeah for like the next day right so gross forever right yeah that's one of those movies you yeah. only watch once and then it kind of sticks yeah. with you for like the human centipede <laughs> yeah I'm just you just killed ash <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I haven't amazed. actually seen that. I, I haven't. I haven't. That isn't actually something that I've seen. I, it's one of those things that everybody's talked about enough that I feel like I yeah, like you, know, you have. Yeah. What I did with that movie, which is horrible. Um, one of my friends moved away, and they have. They used to have this thing on Xbox Live where you could, you could pull like friends into like a group and play a Netflix movie, and everyone that had Netflix could watch the movie at the same time. So I started watching Human Centipede and invited them into the party. <laughs> And watch Human Centipede with like four wow. people, but it is absolutely atrocious. I was just shocked that you that you went to that answer. <laughs> yeah, God. sorry. No, uh, it's okay. Really gross movie. Um, here's a, here's another one. Ready? The perfect pizza is topped with blank. Um, can we get multiple toppings? Or is yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah multi- you can do multiple toppings. Multiple That's toppings. fine. I like mushrooms on pizza. And probably more cheese because cheese is delicious. Yeah. And, um, I, I say I'm like a leafy veggie person. Like I like broccoli and like I, my answer is totally lame because you should probably just say like sausage or pepperoni. <laughs> not you think about it, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's one by my house. This is such a fancy pizza. Like I feel like a dick for again for eating. <laughs> like it's got like pear and gorgonzola what? and honey and it's really really good it has honey on it um, I've never yeah that. it's awesome um but that's like i mean like i don't that doesn't count as a pizza that's stupid i'm from the east coast it's not a pizza um <laughs> that's an answer it's a good answer we accept that yeah. no, we, that's why it's a lightning okay. round that's why it's a lightning yeah. round so, i mean like if you just want like like 
filthy, amazingly delicious pizza. Like you don't even need toppings; it's good enough. That's true. Right. I totally true. agree. Matt, what about you? What do you What do you want to put on your pizza? Uh, so, like, perfect one is probably for me just like sausage onion and, and mushroom. Yeah, that's like my that's my standard. But I also really, and I don't know if everybody knows what these are, but I really love a grandma slice. Is everybody? Oh, I know what a grandma slice is. It's like extra uh, sauce. Delicious. So they're a little extra sauce, and then it's real fresh mozzarella, basil, and tomato. I think oh, that sounds. That sounds good. I think it's like a margarita anywhere else. Yeah. It is, yeah. But they're like, yeah. well, they're square cut, like in. Oh, okay. In, East, yeah. yeah, it's like I think it's an East. That's an important thing. distinction. To make. It is. Oh yeah, it yeah, makes the whole true. taste much different when it's square cut. <laughs> Squares taste differently. Ash. Uh, mine, I, I've kind of grown to love the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian pizza. Really, oh, some pineapple. I'm that guy. You're yeah, that one that ruins it for everybody. I am. I'm that guy. <laughs> can't you can't take me anywhere. I like the Hawaiian pizza. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, other than that, it's I like. like the, that's I like. always like the why do we order this? And then everybody looks at that one dude and it's like, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's totally me. I don't know. I think maybe nobody I, else I, said no. Yeah, I, I grew to like that because no one else liked it, and then I got more pizza. So it was kind of a selfish bastard kind of uh, choice. That's almost like a. That's almost like a like evolution. You know, like an evolutionary. You're like, I'll just adapt to eat the pizza nobody else wants, so I'll always be fed. It's true. It's true. I, I'm like deathly allergic to. To nuts and and a bunch of other stuff, but my dad growing up would always get everything with nuts so that I wouldn't eat it. It was like his way of what? protecting his stash of food. Yeah, he would like just stock the fridge with like everything with nuts because I was a, I was a little chubby kid. Did and your I mom w- have any concerns that like at some point your dad was can accidentally kill you? Oh yeah, that that was probably definitely something in her in her brain. I feel like that's a conversation parents have. Like, yeah. honey, it was really funny the first few times you did this. <laughs> like after the third trip to the emergency room. Yeah, not I'm a good trying idea. to feed him nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this one, this one's a really serious question. We only have a couple more, so we're almost done. Um, so I stole this question from Shield last night, which I've been, I've been enjoying. But the question was, you're I'm stranded. I don't know about enjoying. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. I promise. Have I you watched like the last? last... I was watching Arrow. That's actually it's, it's it feels like it's way better than it should be. It's no, good. you know what? I totally agree with you. I watched. Um, I want to say I'm like twelve or thirteen episodes into Arrow, and I actually actually end up ended up really liking it. How yeah, far in are you? I enjoy it. All right. So the question. Oh, the question. So the question is: uh, You're stranded on a desert island, and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside the box? First thing that comes to your mind. This is like wishful thinking or is what is actually in the box because Whatever. what's actually in the box is probably nothing and I'm totally fucked. Oh. <laughs> well, let's hope it's not nothing because if that's your answer, that's a very dark, dark answer. It is, well, but how am I supposed to know what's in the box? That That's the question. What is like in the box? Like sand. You're like, I have enough of this. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> wow. Your answers are, are... These are so sad, Abby. Well, how big is the box? Um, we'll say the box is two feet by two feet. Oh, okay. That's a bigger box than I was imagining. I think I was imagining like a trinket box or something. Okay. Which had, like something totally useless in it. Um, but clearly we've already figured out I'm a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with these because I have so many more like questions. I'm like, what part of the world am I in? Maybe that would matter for what, it, like, the did the box fall off yeah. ships? Does it have any markings on it? Yeah, this is the I same problem they had on the show last night. Because it's, if it's not locked, then then it's opened in the ocean, and like whatever's in it has fallen out. This is, I'm terrible with these questions. <laughs> so is just sand your answer? It is now. Sand, sand and emptiness. <laughs> sand and emptiness. Yeah, that's acceptable. Matt, do you have one? I don't 
don't know anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now all I can think of is being alone with sand and emptiness. Yeah, I know. I was going to say something like... Think how excited you would be for that box. Yeah, Like, seriously. I'm awesome. It doesn't matter what's in there. I'm going to make the most of it. And yeah. Nothing. And it's nothing. <laughs> My answer, I'm going to say a, a fucking pineapple pizza so nobody can oh, take geez. it from me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, cooking utensils or something. Oh, yeah. Something could reuse. With nothing to cook, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'll kill something. All right. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Nothingness. <laughs> emptiness. I, lo- I love the Daria answer. It's amazing. Um, so I love that show. Oh, it's great. I <laughs> it's love like that show too. It's amazing. Um, so here, here's one. This is this is a deep question. Uh, would you, current you, get along with the 16 year old version of yourself? Um. Yeah, I th- I think we would, but. Everything I'm about to say is going to probably be terrible, but like (laughs) 16 year olds just aren't as interesting as they think they are. Right. You're right. And, and, and way more like, you know, trying to figure things out and everything. I mean, like I have a much younger sister and our relationship has just, you know, started becoming a lot more interesting as she becomes an adult. We have more things in common and more things to talk about. I mean, I think 16 year old me and I would have played some video games together. That's for sure. And we probably would have gone to some punk rock shows together. We probably would have had a lot of fun. I would have dyed her hair. She would have dyed mine. It would have been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like I, like I feel like we we would have been we would be cool, but it would be, yeah. It, I, I'd probably just annoy the shit out of myself multiple times. Yeah. yeah. And then older me would probably want to give younger me like way too much advice. The younger me <laughs> yeah. talk about it at the time. And like, I don't know. It 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 would. We'll probably end horribly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good answer. Matt, do you have one? Uh, yeah, mine kind of mirrors the same thing, but I was going to say yes with like the caveat of how much time we actually spend together. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Right, that guy's like, got I'd... five minutes tops. Yeah, no, like, I, like same thing. I could probably like sit, play some video games, go to some shows, like hang out with 16-year-old me in that way. And then I, I totally agree. Like he would start getting on my nerves or me would start getting, however you'd say that, would yeah. start getting on my nerves. And then like I would start like advising them on how to run the rest of their life. Like it would just be, it would literally just turn terrible quickly if, yeah. if it was not sure. Like three hours a day. Hell yeah. Let's hang out 16 year old me. And then that would be like the end of it. That's it. That's there's, it also, huh? there's also just so many things that you shouldn't know at that age that you have to yeah. figure out on your own. Yeah, that's that true. It would be bad if you were like tipping yourself off like, oh, yeah. don't go out with that guy. It's a loser. Yeah. You know, like. You just there's a lot of things that you'd you'd have to sort of you know like you're gonna make some terrible decisions yeah um because you could change the course of like again this is why you can't ask me hypothetical questions <laughs> uh, but I mean you could really change the course of your your existence and then that would change the future you and like you know how this goes we've seen enough yeah. time travel movies yeah, this absolutely. is terrible then you then you you know marry or have sex with your grandma and ha- and you're your own grandpa <laughs> and then like right is that what we're all talking uh, about I, right I now don't, I don't know about that. Oh, know. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I went to Futurama. <laughs> yours, yeah, yours, yours got dark with the mind did for me. Yeah. That was, that's the Futurama. So, it's Futurama. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's wonderful. I, I right. think so I would. None of us can go back in time. Yeah, no. That, basically, that's my answer too. I think I would probably. Time machine already. I would <laughs> not really get along. I don't think with 16 year old me. I would me now. I would try and give myself way too much advice, and 16 year old me would be like, "Fuck you, fuck the establishment, <laughs> fuck it," and I just like run out into a field and try and beat myself up or something. So I think it would go over very, very poorly. I've gotten way too like dad, like in my old age towards 16 year olds where I'd try and fix old me and that, or young me rather. And that'd be bad. 
So we definitely would have music though, because I remember one thing I have I will like always carry with me, and I make fun of my mom for every once in a while. I remember when I was sixteen, my mom I really wanted to go to all these different shows, and a lot of them were like traveling. Like I had to go to Orlando, which was like two hours away or something like that, and. Yeah. Um, my mom would be like, "You, when you get older, you're not going to care that you missed that show, or you're not even going to care about that band anymore." And like now, I'm older and like tr- literally twice that age, and I'm like, "No, I still, I still, <laughs> still care really about those yeah. bands. Still glad that I went to those shows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I still remember not to go on too long about this topic, but I remember that same scenario happened to me when I was really young and I wanted to go see Nirvana and a bunch of my friends went to see Nirvana and my parents didn't let me. And the next year he died. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. no. I didn't get to go see them either. I was forbidden from that show. I didn't get to go yeah. see Sebado. I was like a huge Sebado fan. Uh-huh. And I went and, uh, we had to travel for the show and I was like, no, I, I really want to go. And then they broke up a year later. Ooh, I have since tough. seen them now because they've reformed and toured and stuff again. But yeah, all that happened. It's not quite the same. No. All right. So this this is the last lightning round question. Then we'll we'll okay. let we'll let Abby go to sleep and recharge before she has to travel the world. Wait, still at work. You're still at work. I'm sorry. It's only four here. We generally yeah. do work at four. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. So this question: What is the worst date you've ever been on? Now you don't have to go into details. You can just say a, a brief summary. But what is okay. the worst date you've ever been on? Um, I I don't. I don't know that I thought it was a date, but I think he did. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was, I want to say 14 and it was to the Blue Hill Country Fair in Maine. And, mm. um, I get really, really, really sick on rides that go in circles. Me too. Fucking Gravitron like, is a destroyer. Yeah. Oh, yes. God, it's the worst. You ever <laughs> that? It's horrifying. Uh-huh. Um, and but there was like the one was like the octopus arms one and like he insisted yeah. and was like no you're gonna go on it you're gonna go on it because I think like there's this you know thing of like oh you're you're gonna be fine right and I screamed the entire time and it's like let me off let me off and the fi- the, the guy who's operating the ride comes over and we're sitting next to each other and he takes off the the metal pin thing and I just vomited all over him oh my god and you win you win <laughs> and at that point it was like it's time to go home like I'm not gonna recover for this and I wow. threw up entire car ride home and like having to keep pulling over and then we got home and I don't know if I had anything else left to puke up but I ate a lot of fair food because oh. um, you have to it's the best it is fair food is the and, best but then the uh, combination I, of spinning is like it's just a yeah, de- just, deadly combination just dry heaving and puking for like Ugh. you know 20 minutes after we stopped the car like spinning oh it was awful oh, that's, that's, that's really bad yeah that, that's, that's a good story though <laughs> it was good Matt do you have any I have this is a this is gonna be a choose your own adventure for you guys. Uh-oh. You can you can yeah. pick which one. I have two. One is like an aw sweet story. Yeah. And the other one is of a terrible person. And which one do you think we want to hear? Which we one hear do you want to hear? Terrible story. A terrible, terrible story. Terrible person, yeah. I can't there was, you even asked us that. Seriously. There was a girl this is pretty bad. Hope you guys are ready. There was All a girl right. that both Scott, who is not here right now with us, um, and I liked at the same time. Oh. In college, and um, I don't remember the circumstances of how it all played out, but whatever, we ended up dating, me and this girl, and on our like second or third, maybe our third date, uh, we were at her house, and we were hanging out, like watching TV or something, and I don't even remember the, how this came up in context, <laughs> but it did somehow. We were talking about dating, and like who you would date, and something else, and she said the words... I don't think it's right to date someone out of your ra- outside of your race. <laughs> and I just, 
like my face went like just white and I was just staring at her for a second and in my brain I was like well how do I get out of this one <laughs> like, I need to leave now I feel like this wow. is required that I get up and walk out of this and ever since then Scott and I have referred to it as the grenade and that's wow. the one that, that I have jumped on so for him you dated a, a clan member for a brief apparently it yeah. was terrible I've never heard anyone like that I would associate with in real life say those words like out of their mouth towards me. It was like the weirdest, most surreal moment where I was like, I'm dating you? Like, what the hell was yeah. that? But, you know, thankfully we found out relatively quickly, I guess. And, oh. and now yeah, we're married. No, I'm just kidding. Now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Um, what was mine? Okay, so I, I was went after this girl that worked at the comic book shop for... I don't know, like a year. And finally we ended up going out on a date and it was just like the most awkward and like agonizing, not having anything to talk about experience forever. She just like looked miserable the whole time. I was miserable the whole time. We ate ice cream and I'm kind of lactose intolerant. So I kind of, I kind of felt like I had to pass. I did. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with this. I'm going to eat some ice cream. How can I make this worse? Yeah. How can I torture myself? (laughs) Can I I get some nuts on top of it? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, that I mean, unfortunately, that was that's my whole story. I didn't vomit or uh, date a clan member, but yeah. I just went on a horribly awkward date and ate ice cream and tortured myself. I should really come up with a better answer for that one. That's pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, I would well, just make something up next time. <laughs> you can still match another story. That's true. That's Once you true. hear about somebody profusely vomiting at the fair and somebody else dating a racist, it seems yeah, like... you guys win. I'll think of a better yeah. one for next time, I promise. What about win? Win is a weird word to use there. Yeah, I don't know that I won <laughs> in that situation in any yeah. way whatsoever. I definitely didn't. <laughs> and I that ride operator. So much confusion. That awesome. poor guy. Well, that, that's it for our lightning. Round. <laughs> that's thank how you. we're ending that's it. That's how we're ending it. So, Abby, thank you for, for actually tolerating the lightning round. That was You actually answered those really well. Those were fun. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, cool, cool. Um, actually, I just heard you uh, on Pointless a little while ago, and it was super cool to to hear you and Kevin kind of go at it for a while, which was that was really fun. Yeah. I like well, it's always nice to do a podcast with somebody that you have uh, you know like a camaraderie with, and I've known Kevin for a long time. So yeah. that one that one was a joy. Although we started, we really hit the ground running on that one. There are some stuff like I live in terror. I feel bad because like I, I I probably could have promoted it more. Yeah. And I started to get it into my head that maybe um, you've heard it that maybe my dad would hear it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that really freaked me out. Yeah. That like someone would send it to him or whatever, and I'd get that phone call like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So I I yeah I still I still think like, oh geez, don't find that one, please don't find that one. Yeah. He Kevin's hilarious with his questions though. I like I I, I love. But we had a blast. Him. Yeah, he's so good. Well, we're we're about out of time. It's uh, we're coming up on the hour. So thank you so much for coming on for episode one hundred and fifty. That that means a lot to us. And you're always obviously welcome to come back and hang out. And, and yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. It was Absolutely. nice to see you at PAX. Out. Yeah, it was it was really it was really brief, and I was like totally exhausted, but it was good. That's to see okay. You. I guarantee you, I will be at more game conventions this year. Yeah, <laughs> we will. We will be you as think? well. Um, awesome. where can people find you and, uh, respond in Titanfall on the social media and such if they want to add you? Well, um, you know, you can always go, as I said, you know, news updates, go to Titanfall.com. Um, but you can find me at, at respawn. Uh, there's at Titanfall game, which is another way to reach out. There's, uh, my personal Twitter is at Abby Heppy. 
Um, I don't do, I, I mostly just update. It's about dumb things I'm thinking, like that the end of Breaking Bad was kind of like the beginning of the Need for Speed movie, which I also did, <laughs> but Jesse Kingpin was in a car. Now I just ruined it for the people who were really behind like me. That's not really the <laughs> And uh, yeah, those are, those are probably the best places to keep up. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, and we will see you probably at the, at the next big show. We'll be lurking around. Awesome. We'll see you guys. Cool. Bye. Bye. Again, huge thanks to Abby, one of the busiest people on the fucking Jeez. planet. Who, who we managed I, to catch her in the states. Yes, we <laughs> caught her in. I felt I actually felt bad asking her to be on the show because I, I ran into her packs and I was like, hey, you know, when you're on college, she's like, she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally come on, but she's like, my schedule is kind of crazy right now, and I think literally she's in Asia yeah, as she's we're like recording in Taiwan it. right now. Or yeah, she, right? yeah, she's yeah. over yeah. right now, like yeah, like yeah. as we're recording this. So huge thanks to Abby. Always, you know, she was our literally our first interview. Um, that we ever did for the yeah. site and um, has always been really super kind to us um, and is always really supportive too so we appreciate the hell out yeah. of her so um, she came to the first snap she did she came to the very first yeah. snap that's she introduced right. us to the people who ran the bar that's true oh nice yeah, yeah. so She's huge thanks people. to abby <clears throat> um so we have some questions so what we did this week is a little different we said um hey guys go ahead ask us anything and like I said before, we, we did this uh, at episode 50 and episode 100, and we got some awesome questions. So we're going to fly through um, your questions pretty quickly, because Matt has to get in a truck and drive away. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go through these as fast as we can. I, I like this first one. Um, Andrew Baker, A. Baker, N7, you enjoy cosplay. You've interviewed cosplayers, but have you ever cosplayed at a con? Who would you cosplay as? Huh. Have you I, thought about this, Ash? You've thought... Well, you've I've, sort of... I did a couple weird things at cons before. The only... that Okay, when Smallville was on, I had, like, one of those those ghetto Superman costumes you get at, like, you know, like, Fun Tree or Spirit Halloween. Yeah. So I put that on, and then Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor from Smallville, was at, like, a local con here in Orlando. And I put the Superman thing on and just ran at him and yelled, Rosenbaum! <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was like twenty years old. It was when I thought that was really funny. But yeah. um that's the only time I really dressed up at a con. Who yeah. would you dress up as? Um my my ultimate my ultimate whoa, sorry, I'm hitting stuff in here. My ultimate cosplay is um one of the smart gunners from Aliens. Mm. So like Drake. You know, Drake from Aliens, like an old colonial marine, that would be the best for cool. me. Yeah. Um I've never cosplayed at a con, but I do have a like a like a Halloween quality level uh, Admiral Akbar. Oh, it's amazing! Costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I just, I have the mask, and um, uh, with the help of my mother in law, got some of the the clothing put together. And uh, I don't have the hands. If anyone, have, if anyone knows where I can get hands, like reasonably priced, let me know, or how I can make them. I would like to do that. But um, what I would always, what I've always wanted to cosplay as ever since I played it was, uh, I want to be Isaac Clark. Have a dead space. Oh man, dead space costume. Dead space and I, I have costume, the I have yeah. the beard for it. I think I have. I can pull off the look. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think I could pull off a good Isaac Clark. Too bad the franchise is gone. I still love it, dude. Do you I, see what those guys are working on now, though? Did you hear? 
They're working on the uh, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, yeah. which is awesome. For so you. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if you make if they make a Star Wars game that looks the way that Dead Space plays, yeah, in terms of like the cinematic, uh, in-game cinematic kind of things that happen, yeah, like, that would be incredible. But I thought it'd be cool to have like a suit of metal that also had a bunch of like lighting on it. That's like kind of the appeal. Of yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, That's like, awesome. Super kind of cyberpunk. How about you? I have never cosplayed. I don't have the guts. I'll be honest. I'm amazed by it, and yeah. I think that everybody that does it is is like an amazing artisan, putting this stuff together. But like, I'm just I don't. It's yeah. Like not put in. I was never like a big. I know it's not the same level, but like I was never a big Halloween kid either. I don't dress up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in later life, like, but when I was a kid, I never really did. Um, I don't know who I'd be. I. I uh, hmm. If I could pull it off. One of the things that I've always loved, and this comes from when we were in high school and we used to play the card games and the tabletop stuff, was the artwork. I would dress up like one of the werewolves from Werewolf from Dark, from uh, White like, Wolf. Oh, like World of Darkness? Yeah. Yeah. Because their artwork was always amazing to me, and I always loved like how they did the werewolves like with the clothing still kind of, and some mm-hmm. of them weren't, and it was pretty awesome. I, I think I, if I could pull off like a really awesome werewolf cosplay, I would absolutely do that. I remember all that great artwork in the Rage yeah. card game. God, I used yeah. to pick that stuff up just for the art. Yeah, all right, that was great. Um, so next up we've got Kate D at Kate D, and I like this question, and I'm, I'm going to turn it towards Ash, but I'm going to answer a little bit first. And it's, you know, in response to doing a project with friends, how do you discourage flakiness and encourage accountability without making things weird? Little known fact, when we first started out, Ash is very good at running this site and, like, keeping <laughs> things going on it. Mm-hmm. And Ash always wanted to have meetings and talk about, like, if we were writing and stuff. And I used to get so annoyed with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would piss him off, you know, and... And, we would, and the thing is, uh, I think the reality is um, how it ended up working out for us, and you guys can obviously disagree or, or add on, is uh, recognizing early or eventually one or the other what everyone's strength and weakness is. And some people are really great at certain things some people are super timely and they're great at that kind of stuff some people are great at the art side some people are great at the technical some people are great at you know a multitude of things and and are good at a multitude of things and great at none kind of stuff um and once you are willing to admit that to yourself even what you're good and not good at and can cope with what your friends are good and not Mm -hmm. good at it kind of makes everything a little bit easier and you gel a little bit quicker. I think yeah. that that's really the biggest hurdle to get over is realizing that everyone's not you that you work with and that you are also not good at things that other people are good at. Mm-hmm. You know? I think settling into like certain roles, like you said, is important. Yeah. I think that also for as far as the podcast goes, like which is the advice that we get and give, is just to try to be consistent, mm-hmm. have a time, and like r- make sure that you get it out like whatever mm-hmm. whatever your schedule is so if it's like if you're gonna do a podcast every week make sure it's out every week mm-hmm. and then it helps to like have that same time where everyone knows like this is the time to do the podcast and then which we move around all the time yeah but also like but we have like a we have a, we have a, we, we have time yeah. we kind of have a foundational time like two or three days a week yeah so oh, that yeah. we know if we're gonna miss saturday we'll do monday night you yeah know, like plan we, always, we have like yeah. a plan yeah. b and that's why i was gonna say like always have a backup like mm-hmm. I'm gone a lot. I tra- I was traveling a lot this year, and we always managed to figure out how to fill gaps every week whenever yeah. we we're going to do it. Yeah, so. I think it, one of the things, sort of along with what Matt was saying, is there has to be, you know, there's a, a certain level of respect that we all have for each other. Not that we didn't have it before, but at this point, um, 
we we get each other we get how each other works and we don't really step on each other's toes and i think we always try to accommodate each other um you know and just to make things work because it is still something after you know three and a half years and 150 episodes now we all still really like doing it it's yeah. so mm-hmm. you know it, whatever we can do to, to make it gel and you know and still have fun doing it it's uh we're gonna, yeah we're gonna do it i think it's important to make sure that everyone is getting something out of it mm-hmm that they like. Yeah. You know, and I think we all get something different out of it. And yeah. and similar things, but, you know, mm-hmm. well, you got to find what you like about the project. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So Ash, next you, one... You is, should read this one. This one's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> this is from uh, Alyssa Vitz, who's Alyssa. She says, I have a weird one. Uh, Ash and Matt are your wives' twins. <laughs> they seem like twins the interview they did to this twin. Um, they are not twins, but they are the closest yeah. sisters I've ever Encountered. met. Yeah. yeah. They are yeah. basically inseparable which is going to be hard because one they're of them about to be separated they're about to be separated tomorrow yeah uh yeah that's i think that that encapsulates it they, they've they grew up very close knit yeah it was kind of like they were kind of not they were uh, military brats they moved around a bunch mm-hmm. kind of just had each other and that's kind of how they've gotten through their entire yeah. lives so they they finish finish each other's sentences and yeah. Hang out constantly. Lord help the mister who comes between me and my sister. Yeah. I'm tearing and her Lord away. Lord help the sister who comes between me and my man. Whoa. <laughs> it was unexpected. <laughs> there you go. It's good stuff. All right. Who's next? Oh, Mr. Slick, uh, via email, uh, says, saw a black flag shirt in a movie the other day. Got me thinking about music. I know Scott and I have... Share some artist favorites. That's okay. You can say it's Spice Girls. <laughs> what, what music do you all listen to that might not be very popular? Oh, no, not popular. Not popular. Well, I mean, I think like uh, we, I I know we used to a lot. I don't know if you guys still do, but like we used to listen to a lot of indie stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've kind of fallen off of that for some for some reason or another, but um. Uh, might not be very popular. I don't know. Like back in the day, like what did we listen to? Like I liked Mates Estate. Um, oh, you're going. You want to go back in the day? To this well, stuff I'm that... just trying to think of things that's like stuff I still. Like a 14 year old yeah. band that you I, just named. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, like what 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 would you think would be like not very popular? Uh, man, um, I mean, I can tell them what I'm listening to. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of it's not, none of it's. I mean, some of it is like I love Foo Fighters and they're like gigantic, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've been getting into. I lately have been listening to not dance music, but a lot of like electronic indie artists. So mm-hmm. stuff like Fantagram and Little Dragon, and uh, I know you listen to like Churches, right? You've been listening to that. Oh, Churches, yeah. That's uh, good. But like, uh, not super popular or or unpopular. Like, if it's, I wonder if he's is he trying to see like bad like bad music oh, that we like. Oh, I mean, like, like this the the secret music. You know, like obviously it's the Spice Girls. Like I'm a sucker for girl pop. Yeah, you are. Like I like to listen to Carmen when I work out. Do you really? Yeah, the because, rapping girl. Yeah, yeah. She's good, man. Oh god, yeah. I, really? Yeah, I can't. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, she's can't good. Do it. How about you, Ash? Do you have any? Uh, I can tell you. I'll tell you what's in my six disc changer in my car. <laughs> <laughs> this will kind of give you insight to my personality. Um, in disc one. Is this band that I'm I'm still currently obsessed with? This band called Blood Red Shoes. <clears throat> oh, du- amazing! Du- yeah, yeah, you are. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway, so they're they're <laughs> due out of the UK. They're awesome. Uh, sort of like a, a a bit of a punk band there. Um, I still have the Dickies Killer Clowns from Outer Space wow. soundtrack, <laughs> uh, which is of course from the film Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's in there. Oh, 
Hold that's on. Our, those are the dogs saying hi. Cosby sweater. Oh, Cosby oh, yeah. Cosby nice. sweater. Allie Gertz, uh, who's out of L.A., she does, like, a nerd-themed kind of folk rock. So I have that in there, and I have... Um, Jimmy Hinson, Big Giant Circles in there. Cool. His new album. And I don't, I can't recall what else is in there. Yeah. I, I think I have Metric, the, yeah. the newest Metric album I yeah, have in there too. Metric's so, good. yeah, that's been stuck in there for a while. I, so I listen to a lot of weird stuff. Like, that's like, it's quite an assortment. Yeah, like, it something is. Something for yeah. every mood. You yeah, know? for sure. I guess I, for Mr. Slick specifically, since I know we both like Spice Girls, I would recommend uh, Ellie Golding to you, sir. Ellie Golding. And what's weird is that, like, I think Ellie Golding is really popular, but a lot of people that I mention to like don't know who she oh, is. Oh really? Yeah. So I would just say that to him. I've know? been I just pulled up my list of things that I've been listening to a lot lately and it's Tycho, Fanagram, oh, yeah. Little Dragon, and this some of this is Melissa. Like Purity Ring fits into that kind of I got over that album real fast. You don't like that? Okay. It just died really quick on me. Like I yeah. just I was like listen to it and I'm like yeah. See we're doing so you could do a music podcast at some point. I see the thing is like I've always wanted to figure out how to work music because it is such a big part of like all yeah. of our podcasts yeah. really. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to work music into the podcast but I We'll have to have the Fract guys we'll and figure it out. on and we'll, those guys are great. Maybe yeah. we'll do a music thing with them. Cool. So Carson Peterson Peterson uh, at Scared Nave says I have a few but if you're going to get a tattoo inspired by a piece of fiction what would it be, Ash? Oh man! Do you want to just pick one of the five piece of fiction tattoos you have on your uh, arms? I do. I forgot. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, I have it, the from the film Kill Bill. If you look at the inscription on her sword, uh, it's a food dog, and I have that kind of big on my arm, which I got rather impulsively right after I saw Kill Bill. He's like, I'm going to be a samurai! I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, but no, I don't know. If I were to get another one, maybe I'd get... Uh, oh, I have... Yeah. I have an Umbrella Incorporated... I have an Umbrella Incorporated tattoo that I got after I beat Resident Evil 3 a very long time ago. Wow. Uh, That's great. I literally beat the game and I'm like, this is the best video game ever! And I ran out and got the Umbrella Incorporated. Uh, which I still... I'll be like getting a sandwich someplace and someone be like, Umbrella! Yeah. Uh, now, cool. unfortunately, the franchise is, is burning slowly, but... What are you going to do? It'll, it'll come back. What about you guys? Um, I would get... I've always wanted to figure out how to get a tasteful Admiral Akbar tattoo. Yeah. But I, I still can't work it out in my mind, like, how that would work. Not like it's a trap right above yeah. your pelvic bone or Yeah, anything. yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you could literally get it on your nutsack and it would look glorious. Well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if, like, I should get an Admiral Akbar like, in a sort of a classic tattoo style. Sure. You know, like, with, like, a, a like ribbon. Like a mark to do it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some ribbons or something. Something crazy like that. I think that's what I would do. Yeah. That's I feel cool. like, I, I, like I'm required to say that I'm going to wait until The Expanse comes out and get something from that. It's so badass. Yeah. Sure. Get, like, the Martian logo or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, do I have anything else that's, like, current that, that would be awesome that I've always wanted? Um, I have, so I, I have a band tattoo that I got a long time ago and mm-hmm. it's the sunny, it's the sun from a sunny day real estate record yep. called how it feels. And the problem is I have never been able to figure out how to add on to my arm with it where it is. Cause yeah. it's like on my shoulder <laughs> and it's a weird sun looking thing. And then I have, I don't, I'm out of, yeah. I have nothing to like yeah. add up below it. So I don't know if band cap tattoos counts fiction, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I'd get something sci-fi. I think would be my next step. Yeah, I've always <laughs> thought about the Legend of Zelda, Triforce. Um, Triforce. Not, not the Triforce, but the bigger one with the, the, wings. Has the wings on it. But yeah. I, I see a lot. A lot of people have that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Sam Nee, who's at Eating Green Eggs, she says, if you could play any character or be the voice for any character, who would it be? 
If I could play them, I would not wish that upon anyone. I'd be I would be like Hodor in Game of Thrones. Ash, <laughs> 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 that that'd be it because that could actually probably pull that off. Kind of tall and doofy. You got anybody? Uh, I don't. How about you go? Um, let's see if I could play anybody. Who would I play? For comical effect, I'd play Peter Pan in one of the live plays. <laughs> in the little green suit, and like my gut would just be hanging out. It'd be wonderful. The hotness right there. Uh, be the voice Man. for any character. You you completely blitz Scott. He's got. I nothing. know. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'll blurt something out. Right, like we'll, five we'll questions later. We'll yeah. come out. Um, why don't you guys take this one? This is a good one. Uh, I don't know the answer to this. My so. phone just turned off. Oh. Uh, Carlo <laughs> Platinum Fist says, "Any plans for some more NA swag?" would be cool to rock a shirt at E3. So, yes. Uh, we have a lot of plans for NA swag. Um, I think some of it was that this year was rather hectic for all of us, really, in, mm. in different ways. Um, so, in the next year, hopefully there will be new things on the horizon for NA! Yeah. Swag will definitely yeah. be one of those things. And uh, maybe the next nap we'll be able to like give some cool stuff out yeah. or something. Yeah, and if you got a business card from us, you might kind of get a sense of... A hint. A hint of where we're going. A touch of what we're headed if, towards. If you saw our business cards... At, More rockets, at, if at, you will. Pa- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at That's an inside joke. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was a terrible inside Pax joke. Pax East 2014... Uh, Find find our business cards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there will be uh, definitely shirts and hopefully some other cool little things that we can stuff kind of coming and do. Okay, so I'm just gonna say Eric Cartman or like oh, if Eric I could, Cartman's the best. If I could be in an episode where maybe I'm not Eric Cartman, but like evil a, Eric a cousin Cartman or something, a cousin oh, or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, do do tea time, nice. Derek Cartman. Yeah, Derek Cartman. There you go. Uh, cool. So Justin uh, Banks, good old Justin Banks at Midtown Five Eighty Three says, what's your favorite tablet and TV brand on the market? I think you guys have the same TV brand, but go ahead. I'm a Samsung guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been... I've had mine forever, and I uh, really I really like them, so that's kind I of do, what I, I stick with. I do like with. the Samsung TV. I have a, an LG that I actually very much like. Uh, I think they make really good... The displays on Samsung, I might say, are a little better. I think that LG... the Makes a lot of like dumb TVs that are awesome, so because mm. they don't have a bunch of software on it that makes yeah. the yeah. TV suck. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, I've always liked LG for that. Um, tablet wise, if you'd asked me this two months ago, I would have said a Nexus in a heartbeat. And now, weirdly enough, I will say an Apple iPad. We're all iPad people. Yeah. Mini Retina is the best thing I've ever owned tablet wise in my life. It's pretty I don't have a, I don't have a Retina display on mine because I have an old an old clunker, but. I love it for playing games just on the go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice. It's it has a really long battery life too, which I really appreciate. Although like, I have noticed that Hearthstone will tear oh, does it apart. Yeah, does over it? time. I will say that for like not necessarily on the gaming tip. Like I did own a Surface for a while, a Surface RT. Yeah, and uh, while I eventually wanted the ability to put like actual programs on, like not from the Windows Store. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that it came pre-installed with office and what was available at the time in the app store was enough for me to get a whole lot of stuff done including finishing my dissertation on the service rt with what was built into microsoft word for that so i think um i would consider a surface pro as sort of a in between i was gonna say on that note we played a lot of games in the indie mega booth on surface pros yes 
as we were walking around. I think uh, Microsoft may have sponsored part of the booth. I feel like they had to have. They were all over the place. But, but that I, that being the case, everything worked, right? Everything yeah. worked perfectly. I've yeah. heard great stuff about Surface Pro 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, next question from uh, Joel at Cliffy Joel says, A mighty wizard appears before you and offers to make any game the world... Uh, make any game the world you live in. Which game do you choose? Here's the problem. I think we've got we've we've talked we've about talked this about before. this like we've talked about most mm. things at this point. Yeah. But uh, at most of the games we play are in horrible, horrible places <laughs> yeah. with the apocalypse on the horizon. Yeah. So, is there any game that you or game world we that we've played in over the years that's just like you know this utopian society where everything's great? I, I can't re- remember. City man. Yeah, he didn't. I just wanted to build up this amazing. Yeah, thing. I don't know. Um, uh, I would say Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure suit. Perfect. <laughs> uh, that's that my, is perfect. That's my answer. I can. Oh, uh oh. I'm gonna say Fract. I would go walk around uh, yeah. in that old broke Fract. down synthesizer and fix it up. That thing's yeah. amazing. Oh, what was that? What was the old Sega CD game, Night Trap? Night Trap. That's the world I would the, live in. The real actors. The real actors <laughs> in the in the slumber party. <laughs> It's just like my, the, my like creep, the, creep factor. Uh, amazing. Faust Mansion. From yeah, the yeah. Seventh guest. Of course. Or the Stealth Mansion. Sorry, that's I got that mixed up. I would, I would probably go with, you know, if we want a world like that's like happier, I would try to find something that's more like Captain EO, like, okay, you know, where I could, I could shoot music beams to influence the direction <laughs> of the world, man, make it, like, make it like a better place. Yeah, it would be idea. cyberpunk, whatever it is. Yeah, because you know, there was was the was the Genesis. It wasn't Captain EO. It was Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good game, actually. That was a great. So fucking weird, though. It was so weird. So Chris Jenkins at Cloglip says, "If I didn't miss it, describe the first annual nerd appropriate. Oh, if I didn't miss it, the questions." Describe the first annual nerd appropriate con guests, panels, activities, general structure. Oh boy, we weirdly have. Talked, we've talked about everything, like we just said. Yeah, we have thrown around. Not that we can do it right now, but yeah. that what would we do if we threw if we put on a con like here in Florida? Or something? Absolutely. I think for me, as someone who goes to a lot of conventions and likes conventions a lot, I think um, panels have to be funny and they have to teach you something. So I'd be really, really choosy. I would have maybe maybe. You know, for a, if we actually did throw our first con, we'd have maybe three or four panels, but make them really like solid. Like keynote kind of panels. Yeah, so. really solid panels that a lot of people put thought into. Um, in terms of guests, uh, whoever would fucking show up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'd open calls. Yeah, please, please come. No, I, I don't have the ability to organize something like that, but um, if it ever were to happen... Uh, you know, ten years down the road or something, when we're, we're old. My, and gray, mine would be, be uh, probably. I think the reason PAX is so enjoyable, the reason that uh, South by Southwest is enjoyable, <laughs> um, and even Comic Con to an extent, although Comic Con I think is more the spectacle, is that you really get to get hands on with things. It's pe- regular. It's everybody who isn't, you know, media or or uh, you know. Um, mm-hmm some kind of like tech Illuminati or some junk like that, like mm-hmm. really gets to go and play with things and see things and, and, and interact with, you know, music and games and whatever it might be. Uh, so mine would be whatever the focus is to make sure that that focus allows for people to just come and like do fun things that they otherwise wouldn't get their hands on. Maybe that, maybe on that same note, the con should have sort of like similar representation for all titles. So like the same, like 
you know, if there were 20 stations that you could go play, uh, like, Elder Scrolls Online on, there should maybe also be 20 stations where you could go play, like, uh, you know, like, Fract or, yeah. or, yeah, yeah. or uh, Cosmic yeah. DJ or something, like, yeah. you know, just a way to, like, uh, blend those things together. I think because we all, like, really enjoy music, there'd probably be a, uh, more of an emphasis on music than mm-hmm. you might see it in other kinds. Like, I know that PAX has has music but it's like kind of like more like a nighttime event I think. yeah it feels a little not secondary but sort of secondary secondary to us maybe we don't we don't get to to interact with it as much but mm-hmm. um but that might just be because it's not the reason we're yeah going. but i like that idea about access like mm-hmm. l- like giving people like an actual opportunity to get hands-on with stuff which is sometimes yeah. hard to do when conventions are big and have long lines and yes. all, that, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. cool so uh you gonna do this one ash yeah, so Mylan, our good buddy Mylan, MFB, um, who you'll hear on the next episode because yeah. we're doing the uh, romance panel next week. Yeah, um, Mylan asks, "What should I name my firstborn?" Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, hmm, let me. This is this is a hard one. Um, for some reason, I keep thinking of like Nordic names. Yeah, like Olaf Gunderson Barrows, or <laughs> or or or. Mjolnir Barrows. You're basically just trying to think of names that you could name a centaur. Yeah, I right? think so, yeah. Yes. Centaur names. <laughs> Windblower. <laughs> I have no idea. What? I have no uh, idea. What did you just say? Windblower. Um, Scott, you got one? I don't know, like like Tron or something? something? I, okay, so I was just up in California with my buddy Mark, and uh-huh. he's about to have a, a child, too, in a couple months, mm-hmm. and we sat there... For the whole week, trying to think of names for his kid. Yeah. And it is hard to do. I'm never yeah. going to be able to, if I eventually have children of my own, I'll never be able to decide. So, Ferenz. There you go. What is Ferenz? That's the centaur from Harry Potter. There we oh, go. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. You're going to have a centaur named Ferenz. Ferenz Fitzwater Barrows. <laughs> All right. Who wants to read the last one? Uh, is that the last one there? It is. Okay, so our buddy Nate Hales and Hales eighty from uh, Press to Reset and Reset Transmission, he asks, "What do you guys do to keep yourself motivated to continue?" Do you Is mean this like just like in life? In life, yeah, that's Ugh. what I thought too. Oh man, Ooh, what gets you dark, out of bed every day? That's a dark question. I think he means with the sh- with the show. Oh, with the show. Twice the show. a year, I go to a con called PAX and I hang out with my buddy Nate. There you go. And then I get motivated to keep. Do- we yeah. talk about all the things that are wrong with web development. <laughs> And what we should do to fix gaming and web development, and then and then I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important not it's to friends, man. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's about it's about friends. It's about not letting yourself get jaded. Um, you know, there's some there's some weird stuff that happens in every industry. Like we see stuff like yeah. Matt and I saw stuff when we were in bands that was weird. Like we see some stuff like in this industry that's weird. And I think yeah. that you just need to kind of carve your own path through it. And just uh, focus on, like, the positive stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and for me, like, I've met some super, super amazing people over the years doing this. And um, it's nice to feel, even though we are very, like, in the grand scheme of things, a very tiny show in, in the grand scheme of the, sure. the industry. But um, it, it's still really cool to feel like you're you're part of it, you know. And to, to meet some awesome people and have people come out to our our little gatherings and to give us high fives and for those of you who tweet us tweet at us and tell us you like our show or that that's really super uh super special so i, I think like on that note it's it's figuring out what 
your niche is in the thing that you want to be part of. And I think that's like, you know, ours is being positive and, and being able to hang out with friends and like ours, I think is the community part of it is what's fun. It's not, mm, it's yeah. not the like, you know, I don't know. It's not the weird part of the, yeah, we, we don't compete. That, yeah, yeah, we don't compete yeah. with like the big guys. We're never gonna we like. We're not going. We're to. never it's gonna points. write giant long form articles like Polygon. We're never gonna like write first to press like Kotaku. Yeah, like it's just not our thing. What we like to do is kind of you know really analyze and talk about games and, and pop culture because we like and fart we, jokes and fart jokes and we yeah. enjoy it. So just gotta get out there and do your own thing. Exactly. And that's that will motivate yourself if you're being true to yourself. You yeah. The more you know. That's a good way to end it too. It is a good way to Okay. Well, guys. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for a good ending. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Nate. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in to episode uh, 150 of the Rated NA podcast. Uh, Matt, good luck on your trip tomorrow. Ah, yeah. Puking cats. Back, safe, up, back up to New York. Thanks. And uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, you guys can find us on Twitter, and it's at NerdAppropriate. You can email us directly, and that is Matt, Ash, Hillary with one L, and Scott at NerdAppropriate.com. Uh, if you guys are wondering where Hillary is, she's actually working on the new Dragon Age game, and so she—I I don't think she's allowed to actually be on the show <laughs> yeah. right now. So yeah. um, that's—if you guys are curious about that—that's where she every, is. Every yeah, they, they can't. She yeah. can't just free wheel and talk yeah. about games right now. Yeah, it's a, she, little, yeah. a little rough. It's so, nice we had opportunity to we high fived her and gave hugs at, at yeah. PAX. It was really good. Yeah, to I think see if her. you check out like our photos and stuff, there's there's a couple good group shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we of course miss her, but she is doing what she's got to do. Yeah. And uh, what else? So you can find us on Facebook, and that's Slasher Appropriate on Facebook. And uh, we'll be back next week with the Foreplay Romance and Games 3 panel for episode 151. Replay. 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 Yeah. Later, guys. See ya. Cool, cool, cool. Go, go, go. I will stop recording.